I've built my products and my services around is helping others to figure out how to deal with the thorniest issues that I faced when I was in their shoes. So I just really try to put myself in other shoes and and help them navigate through the choppy waters that I learned a lot from through making mistakes. And maybe those people can make fewer mistakes with my help now. Are you ready to hear business stories and learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and level up your business from awesome CEOs, entrepreneurs, and founders without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresh values your time and is ready to share with you the valuable info you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gretch from the I Am CEO Podcast, and I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Andrew Bartlow. Andrew, excited to have you on the show. Hey, thanks a lot. Good to be with you. Yes, absolutely. Excited to have you on. And of course, before we jumped into the interview, I want to read a little bit more about Andrew so you can hear about some of those awesome things that he's working on. And Andrew has 25 years of human resource and talent management experience. He is the co-author of Scaling for Success, People Priorities for High Growth Organizations. He has a master's degree from the top program in his field and has all the certifications you can imagine. Andrew leads Series B Consulting, which helps businesses clarify their priorities and align their organizations to accelerate their growth. He also founded People Leader Accelerator, which is the preeminent development program for startup HR leaders and created a SaaS software product for small business owners. So one of the things I absolutely love about Andrew is all the awesome things that he's doing. He's definitely the definition of a thought leader. I was listening to an interview and you definitely got your 10,000 hours of experience, I think even from graduation on and all the awesome things and organizations that you work with. But one of the cool things I, I read about is that he said he devours books like donuts and he burns off the donuts with tennis and i try to do the same thing i'm an english major but i don't burn off with tennis i try to burn off maybe on the peloton or something but nevertheless excited to have you on the show andrew are you ready to speak to the imco community yeah sounds great and and i think you're burning off some of those calories with that giant water bottle i saw you drinking (laughs) out of Huge. Yeah, that that's, it absolutely might do it. It's my workout definitely in the morning and, and it carries me a little bit through the day. So that is a good thing. Maybe I'll add that into my workout regime. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks for awesome. having me. Yeah, excited to have you on. So what I wanted to do was rewind the clock a little bit, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I call your CEO story. Yeah, thank you. I My, my career has been in human resources. Went through a master's program, the arguably the best master's program in the field. And actually, I I don't know if we picked this up in my bio. I'll be teaching a class back at my own alma mater coming up this summer. I'm really excited about doing that. Yeah. Mastering Business Fundamentals, I believe, is Mm. the title of the course. So uh, how did I get started? Really through the back door. I, I was a functional expert in human resources for decades and then had a chance to branch out on my own. The company that I was the head of the function, head of the human resources function for, had a lot of success, got acquired, changed its headquarters, and I pulled my parachute. And that gave me the flexibility to do my own thing. And so that started by writing a book, getting my thoughts on paper, and then trying to figure out a way to get those thoughts and those ideas and those principles that were, that were hard won through decades of, uh, of mistakes uh, out to more people. And, and that led to my consulting and advisory practice, as well as a development program for other HR leaders. Nice. I absolutely love that. And I was listening to an interview, I think, speaking of tennis, as I I brought up, you had a lot of experience with 
larger organizations. And I think even the organizations that end up getting acquired in Fortune 500 companies, I think as well, too. Yeah. And going yeah. back and forth to the more of those small, nimble startups and that back and forth, I imagine provided a lot of experience and some of those maybe mistakes as well, too, that you can able to share in your book and your work. Yeah, it's interesting how many people seem to make a career on one side of the fence. But like tennis, I've been on both sides of that net, both at the huge enterprise organizations like GE and Pepsi and Wells Fargo, and also at a bunch of startups that uh, most of which you wouldn't have heard of. They aren't around anymore, but many of which have gone on to have uh, a lot of success as well. Yeah, that's absolutely awesome. So I, I wanted to drill down and hear a little bit more on how you've taken that success and information and, and how you're putting that into place now. Could you take us through a little bit more on what it looks like serving the clients for you now? Yeah, yeah. I have changed my definition of success and my definition of service. I, I've been in-house, an in-house operator and practitioner, again, for decades. And now I view my role as supporting others to do that work themselves. So I think of myself more as an advisor or as an educator now. And, and so that's what I've built my products and my services around is helping others to figure out how to deal with the thorniest issues that I faced when I was in their shoes. So I just really try to put myself in other shoes and, and help them navigate through the choppy waters that I learned a lot from through making mistakes. And maybe those people can make fewer mistakes with my help now. Yeah, that's huge. And, and and I imagine like when you're going through those issues, that choppy water, those things aren't going the way that you want it to go. You probably feel a little bit more isolated, feel like you are doing it wrong, maybe even. And you feel a lot of that. I don't know what to do next or even who to lean on. So I appreciate you being that advisor and providing that in so many different ways. Yeah, it's you hear about a CEO or a founder being the loneliest job, like you're alone at the top often of a small pyramid, very small. It's also lonely being a sole HR practitioner or the top uh, HR functional leader where there aren't very many other people that do what you do inside an organization. And who do you turn to for advice? You're supposed to be the expert with all the answers. And so now I'm marrying those two roles, both as a CEO founder myself of a couple of different organizations, as well as an advisor and mentor an educator to those HR professionals uh, that are still in-house. Yeah, that, that's huge to, to be able to lean on that because I think we sometimes forget that, of course, you have the experience, the knowledge to get to whatever that position is, but how do you continue to sharpen the saw? How do you continue to get better? And I feel like a lot of what you do is to help facilitate those conversations and the knowledge and the growth and the sharpening the saw for those professionals. Yeah, there's. Yeah, I think there's a gap. I think there's this big gap in terms of learning and development. You, you've probably heard of the 70-20-10 adult learning paradigm where 70% uh, of any learning you do is done on the job and then 20% through self-paced reading and maybe 10% in a classroom. I think that for that to be really effective, you've got to have the right content and the right cohort or right community. HR professionals, once again, that's it. it's a lonely job. It's a hard job. You're pulled between different constituents, whether it's a CEO, founder, executive team, employees that need service, need support, or looking for advocacy, mid-level managers that are just trying to get something done. That makes so much sense. And is that a lot of what you're doing with the People Leader Accelerator, being able to have those open dialogues and that peer group that you talked about so that you can move forward? You do feel like you're not alone? Yeah, thanks for peeling back the layers there. It's a you know, People Leader Accelerator is a really niche 
community. And, and that's one of the that's one of the primary elements of our secret sauce is that it's so niche. It's not for everybody. It's only for strategic human resources professionals at investor backed founder led tech companies. So that's a pretty small bullseye, especially in today's market where venture capital isn't flowing as freely as it used to. So it, it's a really niche community. So it's you know people that are in similar jobs, at similar companies, experiencing similar challenges. You go deep, you go really deep where you're reading 100 plus pages a week. We have writing assignments and homework and you're accountable to each other. And we have, we never record anything. In, in today's world of scalable software and sages on stages, we never record anything because we want people to feel really safe and really comfortable talking about their troubles, sharing what they're dealing with and being able to let it all hang out. And that builds trust and that builds community and that allows people to learn faster and, and learn in a much more engaged way. And so we always keep the, the cohorts really small. We've never accepted more than 10. I'll have to, I'll, I'll go past that this time we're oversubscribed i actually have to limit the cohort which i guess is a good thing for me but it's it's intentionally very small and very niche and, and that, that makes it i think more valuable for the people that are part of it yeah absolutely and, and i think by niching down as you you talked about as well too that really helps to create that connection and relationship and, and building and, and growth as well too so um, I wanted to switch gears a little bit, and I want to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. This is a little bit more of an app, a book, or even a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Boy, here's an oldie but a goodie. I think of the Franklin Covey concept of big rocks, and there is a really silly video in London that I remember with a guy with a strong accent and a big personality that was filling up a bowl with rocks and gravel and water and sand. And I've turned back to that multiple times. It's about prioritization. You have to figure out what those big rocks are in your life, in your profession, and get those done first. If you're not making intentional time for those most important things, for me, it's my little girls. I'll go pick up my girls after this, after this interview. I'm much more intentionally spending time with my eight-year-old, my 10-year-old, and taking time off to have adventures with them than I ever did before. So there, there might be some personal rocks, or there's certainly some professional rocks as well. But if you're not prioritizing those things, they don't fit in the bowl. They don't fit in your waking hours. If you're just chasing after the last Slack message or the last email that came in, you, you really have to make some choices to make sure that the most important stuff gets attended to. Yeah. And I think the intentionality of that is so powerful. So what would you consider to be what I call a little bit more of a CEO nugget? And you might've already touched on this. It could be something you would tell and give advice to a mentoring HR professional that maybe is getting started, or it might be something if you were to hop into a time machine, you might tell uh, your younger business self or potentially even one of those startups. Yeah. <laughs> so much of what I've already talked about. So I'll try to focus for purposes of this discussion. And that is wherever you are, in your professional journey, clarity and focus is tremendously valuable. You're much more likely to move three things a mile than you are at 30 things an inch. And being thoughtful, making intentional choices about what those three things are versus just letting the 30 happen is much more likely to make you successful at whatever you're doing. Whether you're a company leader, an HR professional, 
or just an individual trying to be a good dad. Yeah, that, that's so powerful. And, and I think it goes back to the Pareto principle where sometimes we don't realize the, the things that we spend, the, the things that are making the biggest impact end up being not all the time that we're spending. Yeah, and, and one of the uh, challenging things for leaders, actually, let's peel one more layer back of the onion, is, is that often the leaders think it's a lot more clear than their teams do. The, the further removed you get from where the decisions are made, and think of this as management layers. So the people that are on your direct staff that maybe you're participating in leadership team meetings, they probably have a pretty good idea what your priorities are that you may have instinctively as a CEO. But the next layer down, the directs to your directs, or the third layer down, or the ninth layer down if you're at a big organization, they probably have no idea. It's a telephone game that it keeps getting translated with a certain percent lost or misunderstood at every level. And, and yeah, you can do some direct communication through all hands or town halls or, or newsletters, but just really leaning in to internal communication about what you're doing, what's important and why will help you align an organization. And for me, I have no real employees, but I have this you know, cloud of friends and community members and faculty and adjunct and other partners that I work with. And I try to be really clear and communicative about what we're trying to do and why. And that just keeps people aligned better than they would be otherwise. It's clearer in my head than it is in theirs. And I need to keep reminding myself of that. Yeah. And that's huge. So I wanted to ask you now my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO. And our goal is to have different quote unquote CEOs on the show. So Andrew, what does being a CEO mean to you? Oh, wow. So the acronym CEO stands for Chief Executive Officer. And I won't do anything cute with trying to replace those words. But I think right at the center of that is executive. And that doesn't mean big business title and a fancy office with a big paycheck, that means execute. So a CEO ensures that execution happens. So being a CEO means you get shit done. Hopefully we don't have to worry about my bad language on, yeah. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So what does a CEO mean to me? It means making sure that shit gets done. Nice. I love that they get shit done because I think so many times we can get lost in the sauce, so to speak, and think about all the things that need to be done and getting the business done. Andrew, truly appreciate that definition. Of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I wanted to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, get a copy of your book, find out about all the awesome things that you're working on. Thank you so much and really appreciate the conversation. I put out way too much content on LinkedIn. Look me up, follow me on LinkedIn, Andrew Bartlow. My book is Scaling for Success. My co-author, Professor Brad Harris, is the dean of the MBA program at HEC Paris, the best business school in Europe. So he knows what he's talking about. He's the academic uh, wing uh, of that work. So check out the book, Scaling for Success. And then if you're a people professional or if you know an HR professional that might benefit from some support and some learning a peer community of how to be more effective, how to be more strategic, check out People Leader Accelerator. And then I guess the last, I, I work on a lot of different stuff. Like we've talked about this, this portfolio. I have a B2B SaaS product coming out in the performance management space. We're still in stealth. I'm working with beta users right now. 
but at some point in the not so distant future on track performance hopefully you'll hear about it uh, and will help organizations get more aligned be more clear about who's working on what and I think that just ties into our discussion as well. Yeah, absolutely. Of course, we're going to have the links and information in the show notes as well, too, so that everybody can follow up with you to make it even easier. So thank you so much, my friend. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thanks a lot. Chris. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. I Am CEO is not just a phrase. It's a community. Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.